string of applause at Barclays. This is probably better. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of Maybe, Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Hey, Nets Nation, the clouds are gathering. Uh-oh. That's foreboding. Yeah, yeah. Um, Simon... We are here as we are each and every week to discuss all things Nets Nation. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, hopefully, to be here. hopefully, uh, Coach will will whine a bit less than than he has in weeks past. Um, Theo Pinson mm-hmm. has arrived. Yeah, would you say you think he should start on the team? <laughs> no, uh, I would say. That we should not be prepared for him to score 19 points a night for the next three to six weeks, uh, as we basically need him to if we're going to <laughs> play at the level we've been playing at. Yes, yeah, so Nets continue their tear. They are, what, seven wins in a row? Six, six wins in a row? Think, yeah. Six wins in a row. Uh, best record in the league since December 7th, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. Um, we are easily sixth in the East. We are nipping at Boston's heels. Things are feeling pretty good in Nets Nation. Mm-hmm. But you foresee some cloudiness, huh? I do, yes. We've talked ad nauseum about the toughening schedule, and that's the biggest issue I see. But there also is the issue, as we'll get to, of the Spencer Dinwiddie issue, uh, d- injury. Uh, and there's also just the fact that, like, even if and when we get any of these players back, which just seems like we're just in a perpetual state of, mm-hmm. of uh, running on a treadmill there with that. But um, even if we do get people back, it's, the, you know, the, the injury protocol and, like, incorporating people, particularly, say, a Karis LeVert, who is a high-usage big part of the team, yeah. uh, There's it's fair to assume there will be some hiccups there. So I'm just very, very nervous. And coupled with that, as as our uh, friend of the show, Steve Lichtenstein, mentioned, like they've they've played well enough these last three or four games to beat the teams that we've played. But they they are not they were not playing as sharply as like we've played when we beat the Celtics, when we beat sure. the, the uh, Rockets, etc. But you know what? All we need to do is beat these bad teams. There are a lot of them, especially in the East. So we get to play them many, many, many times. Um, keep our head above water. We're, what, one game back from yeah. our win total of last yes. season? We have already blown by your prediction for the season. 24 wins. Yes, correct. That is true. Uh, um, any apologies? We're, this is, we're big on apologies in this podcast. Yeah, I, I, appre- I think it's really good to constantly. <clears throat> I, think, I think that sets us apart from the, the pundit class that we so, so <laughs> consider ourselves a part of. Right. We are um, so desperately seeking to become part of exactly, exactly. So, so yes, uh, I do apologize, Nets and Nets Nation. I did not believe it. Um, you'll note I'm still skeptical uh, to this day, but that's just my nature, and uh, <laughs> and I'm happy to be proven wrong. Couldn't be happier. So I wanted to start I, as as per usual. Mm-hmm. We have a ton to get to mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to start with a segment that I wanted to call Stimulating Stats. Ooh, yeah. Uh, because I'm hoping that these stats, I'm not, they're not, you know, 
eye-popping stats in and of themselves, but I think they're going to stimulate uh, some conversation. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Now, this first one we've sort of touched on briefly already in our three minutes of recording, um, and we're going to talk PIE for a second or third week in a row. Okay. That's the NBA.com's player impact estimate. Their closest thing to like a PER or an RPM basically meant to measure what, how good a player is on a team. So do you want to guess the top five in order? Sure. Um, I'm going to say since we're talking about this, D'Angelo Russell is number one. Correct. Yeah. Uh, number two. That's not what, that's not the stimulating part. Okay. okay. Though I think it's great to note that our best player is actually coming in in some of these um, advanced metrics as our mm. best player. Uh, let's see. Do you know if it's impacted by number of games played? No. If you're thinking Karras is, Karras is in it, okay. in the top five. Okay. Uh, I would say number two is Jared Allen. He's number three. Okay. Number two, then Spencer? Better Ed than dead. Ed Davis. Ed Davis That's is our is, is number two, yeah. Wow. He's he's big on some of these advanced He is, yeah. I mean he is a, he's one of the best rebounders in the league. He does you know, his field goal percentage is pretty good because he basically just does put back dunks. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he's great. In these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. And in real life. I love watching him play. Yeah. Uh, one of our best defensive rating players. Um, so you've named the other two. Okay, it's Ed, So Ed Davis is number two, Jared uh-huh. Allen's number three, Karis LeVert is four, uh-huh. and Spencer Dinwiddie is five. Okay. Two of the top five player impact estimates on the Nets, two of our five best players are injured. Yes. We... <laughs> We play, t- you know, if if Victor Oladipo goes down, the whole league is a buzz talking yes. about how it, like should mm-hmm. should is it too late for the Pacers to tank? <laughs> they have no chance of possibly climbing out of this hole. You know, LeBron James goes down, and the Lakers fall from fourth in the West to now out of playoffs. Right, all of their young core players are like I see. Endless tweets yeah, about, like, they're all horrible. What a terrible franchise. They're frustrating, for sure. Um, but deservedly so. The Lakers are. I think, I think Mad, hot take, I don't think Magic Johnson is a good GM. Yeah, I think that's a good take. <clears throat> um, so, anyway, we have two of our five best players, arguably our best player in Karis LeVert, out for the majority of the season. And yet, we keep grinding it out. What's up with that? Uh, well, as we talked about uh, at the very beginning of the season, I know I know I've eaten some crow in this in this episode, but allow me to take some credit here. Uh, both you and I mentioned that though our uh, off season acquisitions were not exactly scintillating. No, they we, weren't the sexiest pickups, we, right? But we did add tremendous depth um, to a team with people like Ed Davis. Um, and that depth uh, probably can't buy you much in the postseason, but it is super, super helpful in a regular season, particularly with our 
just got to be scandal brewingly bad uh, performance team and injury <laughs> medical There's staff. There's going to be a league <laughs> inquiry into yes. what's going on because yes. it's impossible how how badly yeah. <laughs> our team seems to be in terms of injuries. How how, yeah. how many more injuries we seem to get than other teams, and how long they linger. Like like we just said, there's just about like there's like five players. That are just ne- seemingly never coming back. Alan Crabb was day to day like two is, months ago. That's a mercy kill. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think in, if if the 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 truth were out there, mm-hmm. I think Alan Crabb could play tomorrow. Mm. I think I that see. they're probably holding him back because they don't want him to come back and continue his disastrous <laughs> season. Truly horrific season. Well, he's he, a, By the way, he's last in PIE yeah. on the team. He uh, was starting to come back in terms of field goal, in terms of three-point percentage, though. The last month, like, the, the one, like, good... I don't even remember what month that was, but... Well, anyway, I think they're trying to. I think they're shelving him at least till after the trade deadline, in the hopes that somehow they can move him without having to show any other team the product. Do you think that a, a constantly hurt Alan Crab is a is a hotter trade I think commodity? He, just like yes, just like the draft is more exciting than the players that you have. Mm. Uh, the Alan Crab you don't see is a one hundred percent a better player than the Alan Crab that you do see. Yeah. Well, so anyway, yes, our 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 depth has been has been extremely crucial uh, up to and including uh, our two way players, uh, Theo Pinson. Sure, yeah, and Mitch Creek got in, scored a bucket for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, we do have we do have a great deal of depth. I do think, and I'm sure you and I have some disagreement on this, but I do think the Spencer Dinwiddie injury is really going to hurt. I think he is. Oh, I do not disagree with that at all. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I think he's like our third best player. I think that he is our only player without Karis LeVert who can get to the get to the basket when things are are falling apart and no one's shooting well and we're you know you know need need someone to just go and get a bucket he is our pretty much only option for that uh D'Angelo can do it when the teams are when the team we're playing is playing the traditional way that you play a pick and roll mm-hmm. but if you're switching on D'Angelo Russell and he does not on fire yeah um you can he's not going to help you right Shabazz sort of is going to have to fill in that role he's yeah. quick He's a downhill player. Mm-hmm. He got to the line a bunch yeah. in that game, which is where almost all of his points came from the line. I think 12 of his 18 points came from the line. All right. The next stimulating stat, Simon, is yeah. a team stat. Okay. We have the fourth most clutch wins in the NBA this season Woo! at 15 clutch wins. Do you know what our record is? Uh no okay, uh, on on clutch uh, games yeah I I think we're above five hundred now, after starting like four and twelve or something. What do you think of a clutch win? What do I think of a clutch yeah. win? I'll tell you what I think of a clutch win. Okay, go go for it. <clears throat> I don't think that's a good stat. Why? I don't think it. I don't think it. It 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 says a, a lot positively about your team. Like. <clears throat> For instance, the number one team in clutch clutch wins is not the Warriors, you know, mm-hmm. and it's probably never the Warriors. The very, very good teams do not need to put right. that number. So right. I, for me, a clutch win 
much better to be on the win side than the loss side. And we have, over the last few years, been very much in the loss side. But to me, a clutch win means you're getting lucky, basically. There's certainly some skill in finishing out games, and, and there's some some strategy there. But a lot of the times it does come down to Jimmy Buck, Jimmy Butler hit a last second three, or, you know, this team got really hot at the very end of the game and was able to win. Um, So to me, the teams that are ahead of us are like Denver Nuggets have the most clutch wins. They also have the second best record in the East, but sorry, in the West, but no one is thinking, I think the Denver Nuggets have a very serious chance of winning of like beating the Warriors because of that record. Mm-hmm. They're a team that has a inflated record because they've won a bunch of really close games. Hmm. Um, and I think, and, and I'm not, which is not to complain about it, but it's just something like if you have a massive amount of clutch wins or losses, um, it means that you're playing very close games and it means that you're probably not a very dominant team. Yeah, no, I I think it's fair to say that the Nets are not a dominant team. I do think for the Nets in particular, it's one of the most important stats and one of the biggest reasons why we've had this turnaround is like we, for several years, it wasn't just this year, it wasn't just last year, it was the year before that as well, where you just knew in your heart they were going to lose. No matter how far ahead they were, no matter how much time there was in the game, you just knew that they were going to lose. Uh, and so, like, yeah, you get some lucky rolls or whatever, but there was no luck in the pit of my stomach. It was just like, yes, we are going to collapse, and right. Rondé's going to foul. What, what, what a Jaron well, Jackson let Jr. Me sh- or let me show you what what Quincy AC likes to do at this right. time of the game. E- exactly, just just net total freak out from you know a young team. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I think for I, I agree that it'd be best to not, you know, to just wallop virtually every <laughs> right. team. To just have a, a, <laughs> a plus 25 net rating. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's not that's not for us. But, yes, of course, it's a much, much better uh, situation to be in, a, in, in now, that we're in now, um, than we have been historically. So... We've mentioned that D'Lo is injured. I mean, sorry, Dinwiddie is injured. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is heartbreaking. He's getting the surgery probably for the best. Uh, I guess that would mean he'd probably be able to get back for the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be back in uh, early to mid-March Early is is what. um, So with the Nets, I would imagine that is at best the playoffs. <laughs> they are cautious to a fault in bringing players back. Uh, they do it very, very slowly and incrementally. Hopefully he's back in March. If we make the playoffs, we 100% need him. Um, I'm really nervous about D'Angelo in the playoffs. I think I think that that could be a, a bad, bad thing. Um, another guy got injured, Oladipo, who mm-hmm. we mentioned. Mm-hmm. What would you say the implications of Pacers superstar Oladipo getting injured for the Nets? For the Nets? Uh, it means that, to, to me, it means that that now is, of the top teams in the East, the team I would most like to play. Yeah, for um, sure. Oh, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... 
Uh, but I don't think they're going to be worse than the Nets record. I don't think it means that we're going to Well, they were up. they were I believe uh they may might still be tied with the Raptors for the second best mm. record. So they were surging. They were well ahead of the Sixers and the um Celtics. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I would imagine that they remain ahead of us. They might dip down though into that number five spot. Um, the two implications I was thinking of were um, All-Star, D'Lo. Opens oh, up a right. spot. I totally forgot about opens that. Opens up yeah. a spot for D'Lo on the All-Star team. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the playoffs. Like, could we potentially sneak ahead of them um, into fifth or sixth? But I don't know that we would want would want to do that or would be capable of doing it. We are really far back um, from them currently. So anyway, D'Lo All-Star is getting a lot, a lot of hype. Yeah. Um, He was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He, on the Starters, which is the NBA TV's daily basketball show, Mm -hmm. also produce a podcast called The Drop. Mm. Uh, I do recommend it. It is a good one. Okay. To you. Got it. Okay. <laughs> and to Nets Nation, if you're not already watching it. Anyway, they unanimously selected D'Angelo Russell to be an all-star. Um, he's getting buzz on various um, ringer things. Uh, he's been discussed as a potential all-star. He's in the, the mix. The TNT crew. The Charles the TNT Barkley crew, and Kenny, right. uh, TNT crew. Yeah. yeah. Um... Do you want him to make the All-Star team? What do you think that would mean for him, for us? Well, Bill... Like contractually, what might right. that mean? So that's the thing, Bill. I, I I do... Ultimately, I do want him to make the All-Star team. I think it'd be great to have an All-Star on our team. Uh, I think that um, when, when we thought about, you know, earlier in the season when we were like, God, I hope we get a top five pick, like, that would be so great, that'd be so important... When you think about having a team that has an all-star on it, like, you're less, like, super pumped about, uh, you know, Nasser Little or whatever. You know what I mean? You're not uh-huh. like, God, any sort of young talent, let's just give it a shot. I, to me, it's like, okay, well, we have a little bit more breathing room to not. You have a, a not... building block. Right. Yeah. Um, so that would be exciting. That would be great. Um, I think you could make the case, as I know people were already doing before Oladipo went out, that he should still be an all-star. But contractually, as you mentioned, uh, you know, it hurts me that I am basically a company man. <laughs> when it, You know, to see things through the eyes of management and to see things in the eyes of, like, a value contract as right, opposed right, to, right. like... A regular fan who would want a, their players to be the best they could be. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it, it's not good for his contract. Yeah, it, I mean, his buddy, his buddy Booker just got a max contract, and he's never made an All Star team. Granted, it's in the West. The West. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I want him to be an All Star. It would be great to have a net on the actual All Star team. Um, I think that the. If we're thinking about it through the lens of management and contracts, which we appear to be doing, um, I think that if we make the playoffs, 
that might uh, knock off the few the few million that making the All Star team would not. Because if a team can game plan around um, D'Angelo, and especially if if uh, Spencer and Levert aren't fully back, yeah, then it's an extremely dangerous thing. I think if we get Levert back um, and maybe D'Lo begins to take more of like a two guard role. Um, then, then he, then it could be okay. Yeah, and even if, even it, I think just even um, the idea that if Karis Levert, Karis Levert is much tougher to switch on. So like, obviously, teams can say, okay, we're not going to switch on D'Angelo. We are going to switch on Karis Levert. But even that dynamic is like, shit. Which one do I? How do I? You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that complicates things way more than just saying like, we're switching on everything. We're going to take D'Angelo Russell as much out of this game as we can. Like that's a very different dynamic. I really want <laughs> Karis Levert to come back. Yeah, me too. He needs to come back. <laughs> Uh, he will be such a huge boost to this team, and uh, because right now, yeah, it is as deep as they are, as <laughs> as sort of, uh, you know, from six to twelve, pretty interchangeable. That we're getting down to a point where right, there just aren't, right. aren't any any <laughs> yeah. bodies left right. to throw in the game. Once you're in thirteen to fifteen, I do think there is some but, drop off. But another thing, another thing, uh, you know, that is a result of the extreme minutes limitations, even on our best guys. We D'Angelo and other starters will begin to see minutes more in line with what other starters on other teams Mm -hmm. do. We really do. Like, I I think we probably have someone that averages 30 minutes, but maybe, like, only one person, which Mm -hmm. is pretty unique. So we might have to just up the workload a bit, which who knows what the implications of that would be. But um, it's not a total travesty, but I do think Dinwiddie's absence, as, you know, I mean... I was really if it, if it, if he if we had lost that Knicks game, that narrative would have just gone crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, they can't do it. They without Dinwiddie. Yeah, um, I think we, that we staved it off for a game, but as we start playing teams that aren't visibly tanking in front of your <laughs> eyes, like, yeah, that was a terrible team and yeah. a terrible terrible game. Um, <laughs> Did you see? Oh no, probably not. So there was a um, an athletic article that got a Cantor quote hmm. um, from that game, mm-hmm. and so it's about how uh, it said in the fourth quarter he waved to a small group of Nets fans, us the block. Ouch! Not a small group, right? Uh, robust and vibrant yeah. community of passionate, smart, funny, interesting, attractive people. Yeah. Um, so he waved to the small group of Nets fans chanting, where is Cantor? And later nodded in agreement when they chanted, you need Cantor. And then they got, they quoted him as saying, first of all, I want to appreciate the Brooklyn Nets fans for cheering like that because I want to go out there and play basketball and they want to see me out there, Cantor said. But I guess the Knicks just don't want me to be out there. 
First of all, quick correction, Cantor, I do not want to see you out there because you are one of the <laughs> premier Nets killers in the NBA. Um, I think they were talking about him joking beforehand that if he got in, he was going to go for 30 and 30 mm-hmm. with his teammates, which mm-hmm. he definitely would have. Yes. Uh, he is a rebounding monster against the, the Nets for whatever reason and a scoring freak. We have no answer for him. So while it was fun trolling the Knicks... And using you um, in order to do that, <laughs> I didn't actually want to right. see you play. Right. But though I like Enos Cantor, I think the, the Knicks are uh, a dumpster fire. They're alienating <laughs> a lot of their players. Um, and to an extent, their fans, perhaps. Probably, you'd have to imagine. And hopefully that frees up people like Kristaps on the uh, free market in the, in the offseason. Yeah. Anywho, uh, oh, we were going to, and this is at your suggestion. Do you ready for the injury thing? Oh, the, uh, yeah. All right. So, Simon, <coughs> we were trying to think up a fun theme <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for today's show. And because of the uh, huge numbers of energy, uh, injuries that we're sustaining, Simon thought we should compare Nets players to various aspects of medical insurance like co-pays, premiums, premium supports, which I don't even know what that is, uh, <laughs> and deductibles. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I came up with a couple questions for you. Uh, I imagine you have some for me around yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, why don't, since it's your, your uh, brainchild, why don't you start us off? Okay. So... For me, um, I think uh, the the biggest, the, the easiest one for me is uh, Alan Crabb is the deductible. So a deductible, as I understand it, and please, Bill, correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong because I'm not a medical insurance expert, even though I do know what a premium support is, which I'm happy to <laughs> explain to yeah. you. But, maybe maybe but, off mic. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh um, is you know what basically what you have to pay before um, insurance will kick in to cover like a procedure. Yes, it's a deductible. Another word for it could be it would be not insurance. Right. Exactly. How much? How much? <laughs> how much not insurance do you have to pay before you get your insurance that you've paid for? Right. Um, yeah, exactly. So to me, that is Alan Crabb. And, uh, you know, this year he was even just just a basically a bad player that you wouldn't really want out there at any price. But I think if you think of Alan Crabb uh, through the lifetime of this contract, he's mostly just a deductible. Because he, he's not like, if you had him as your eighth, ninth guy on a team, you'd be like, great. You know, sometimes he gets hot. Sometimes he can get you, you know, 20, 30 points a game. Um, he does stretch out the the f- stretch the floor. He's like a decent defender, at least against bench guys. But you're paying so much uh, up front that you you want something pretty damn good. You want your you know your hernia surgery to be right. You want fully them to start covered. giving you your money back right. once you get past right. the deductible. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Crab definitely doesn't <laughs> doesn't fit that bill. Uh, great deductible one. Thank you. So I had some questions. Okay. Wow, I do not remember writing this one, but I <laughs> I seem to have gone in deep on the pharmacy theme. Okay. So quick 
Uh, these you can do, you can be quick. This can be sort of rapid fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're all going to be thematically around a pharmacy. <laughs> Great. Apparently. Great. Um, to you, Simon, which net would you say is most like a pharmacy? Most like a pharmacy. That is interesting. <laughs> um, I guess most like a pharmacy. <laughs> It's a great question. That's undeniable. Well, let me... No, I mean, I should be able to... Let me ask you, what net do you think is... (laughs) I, you know, I I think that D'Angelo is like a pharmacy. And here's why. Because I have talked about various Nets players being like a drug. Uh These days, I feel like D'Angelo is the most like a drug. Because when he is hot, when he is just hitting every shot in sight... Yeah, like, bring the opioid crisis on, baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He is he is the the good side of fentanyl. But when, <laughs> but when he's he, the up. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, but when he you know, when when he's not making shots and it just feels like, you know, he's like you're just oh oh god, oh he's missed a lot in a row. Oh lord, he turned his back completely on the player he was guarding who has the ball. Like that's never gonna end well. No. Um you know, then he's sort of a tough you know, you 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 know, you get addicted to that high. Yeah, he's a come down. Yeah. All right. Simon, uh which pharmacy is he most like? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, you know... This is like two of about six pharmacy-related questions I've got for you. So, this is awesome. Just, yeah, just, just, just bask in it for I think a while. As, as sort of weird as this is, I think this is the best part of our podcast. Oh, definitely. Like, I, 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 don't, I think we excel at, at little else better than this. Um, <laughs> so I think, um, I think... Have you ever been to S&T Pharmacy? No, never even heard of it. So it's on um, Eastern Parkway and, like, Bedford, Um and, oh, okay. I've walked past and it. And it's yeah. So here's the thing. As a, I'm trying to think of how it is like D'Angelo Russell, but it's it's the only. Let me say this. D'Angelo Russell has a great deal of personality. He's one of the most personality forward guys on our team. Yeah. Uh, and that is really the only pharmacy I've ever been to that has any kind of what I would describe as personality. Yeah, like, right. It's not like Dwayne Reed. Yeah. Um, like owned by Walgreens right. or like CV- one of the CVS. Yeah, and one they of them just is owned merged by with one of those yeah. weird things that I don't understand at all. The like pharmacy management something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it's like um, it doesn't matter anyway. There's some some weird merger that just took place with them and like another company that deals with like bargaining with insurance companies or something. Anyway, right? Which I think it's illegal for them to even <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I could not into that sweet sweet bottom line. Yeah. So right. So the, um, but anyway, they have like cookies, they have tea, Ooh. they have a TV that's like always playing like local news or something, um, very loudly. Um, it's just like kind of an interesting, quirky place. I I pity the the people who go in there to actually f- find a, a non pharmaceutical item because it's just it's a very small. It's like. There's probably people with walk-in closets that are bigger than that place, but they still, like, sell some stuff. So right. you're just like, there's a 1 in 30 chance that they will have the toothpaste that you're looking for. <laughs> if you want to roll the dice at S&T to, to see if they have your Sensodyne extra whitening, Ooh. go for it. 
I, I imagine that probably answers my next question, which is what's your pharmacy? Mm. You're an S&T. S&T. You're an yeah, S&T I, I love S&T. I definitely recommend uh, it. That's, that's very interesting to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm a King's Pharmacy guy. Oh, nice. Over Where on Flatbush. Ah, yeah. It's, it's undergoing some unfortunate renovations, and I went in there with Claire recently, and it was, <laughs> I mean, it was bleak. Is it usually, isn't it always going to renovation? I feel like I've been with you to another place like that. Oh, no, that maybe I was with you then. Yeah, that was, no, that was King's. Okay. Yeah, it's not always undergoing it, but it's been undergoing it for <laughs> such a long time that the very small community pharmacist uh, is is very likely going to be replaced by the end of its um, refurbishing. Yeah. Um, so, we'll, we'll skip over that, and I imagine that also answers my question of what your favorite pharmacy is. Is Why S&T. did you have two? When did you write these, Bill? Uh, Those I are don't, two of the exact same thing, yeah. aren't they? Well, no. Because I know you're right. You you're could right. be like, you're right. I, you know, I. Bill, you're totally well, because right. here's the, it's relevant to this question. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, mm. Do you like pharmacies in New York more than the ones in Albuquerque? No, because I think that the pharmacies in Albuquerque are much bigger. Like I used to honestly love going to the Wal- the Walgreens on like um, Carlisle and, and Lomas. Yeah, right. That's one I did too. It's awesome. Yeah. Like you know, you go on there, you you put a little extra like Arizona tea on the <laughs> the card that like my dad had for like the for oh, like Oh, right. You could get anything. Yeah, cuz they had like a card on file or right, whatever. Right. Exactly. So you're like, yeah, my prescription drugs <laughs> and an Arizona iced tea, right. if you please. I think the only thing that'll see me through this cold is a uh, 24-pack of <laughs> tall Arizonas. Yeah. Uh yeah, no. That was a that was an amazing. They had a photo uh photo lab there. They Yeah, it was nice. Um it's reminiscent of it, yeah. Like I, now, when I go to the doctor and they're like, "Where's your pharmacy?" I'm like, "I don't." Do you want to just call one that's down the block or something? I don't. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I don't right. know my pharmacist's name. I don't. No. Well, I don't know that I ever did. To be fair. Well, no. But, I but. yeah. Doug at the Walgreens. <laughs> uh, no, I never. Yeah, I never was on first name <laughs> basis with the guy. Um, that might conclude my pharmacy questions. Okay. Let me let me give you. Some pharmacy questions. Let me... Okay. So, can I... Let me start with this. So, a premium support is the euphemism that people like Paul Ryan use to describe the way in which they want to privatize, uh, like, Medicare, wherein you get a certain amount, right? Oh, okay. And then you're allowed to go shop around, just like you're buying a TV, except your leg has fallen off. <laughs> right, uh, and you're desperately seeking <laughs> any care immediately. But, exactly. But you're sh- and you live in a shithole town <laughs> right. that has one fucking option that's right. bending you over. Right, exactly. But you're just shopping around, <laughs> and you can take your premium. Just like any other consumer good. You can take your, exactly, your premium. Premium support, aka a voucher, to uh, to a medical provider. <laughs> who, who would you describe is like that on on the nets? Oh my god! Um, so who do I hate on the nets? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I, I, I'm a man in search of a Quincy Asia this year with the nets, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, it's it's always good to strongly dislike at least one player on your team. <laughs> Uh, and this year it's been hard to hard to find the right 
guy yeah, to not like. Jared Dudley seemed like he was going to fit seamlessly into that, um, but I'm fine with Jared. Yeah, Dudley. you softened. I softened to him. I like, I like uh, his takes on what's happening in the games. I sometimes even like how he plays basketball. <laughs> um, don't mind that he's injured right now, right, frankly. Sure. But, um, huh, maybe Alan Crabb. Yeah, sure. yeah, Alan Crabb sure. would be that for me. I yeah. think he's absolutely worthless. I hope he's played his last game as a net, <laughs> um, which I somewhat suspect he is. I think they're going to do anything in their power to get him off their books. Very interesting. Um, I think that that is probably Sean Marks' number one priority right now. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Simon? Yeah. What's the worst injury you've ever had? Me? Um... Huh. I've never broken a bone, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, was was the worst injury you've ever had self-inflicted because you got your teeth whitened recently? <laughs> That's the most pain I've ever had after a medical procedure. <laughs> Drink coffee through a straw. <laughs> okay, so, so um, what's the most painful injury I've ever had? Um, I guess I just... I don't know that I've ever really. I mean, I had th- one of the most invasive things that is ever I've ever had to have was the surgery for my ganglion cyst. Oh yeah, and that wasn't like especially painful though. It was just sort of annoying, and it was clearly growing. Afterwards, was it painful? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I had a cyst removed from my back, and it was like a golf ball sized hole in my back. Oh, that was brutally fuck. painful. Oof. Yeah, I don't remember being that bad. But, yeah, that's probably close enough. I had a ganglion cyst removed from my wrist. I used to tell, as you likely recall, I used to tell people that I got the scar on my uh, wrist from the ganglion cyst removal by uh, saving Lane from a mountain lion. (laughs) He would have needed it too, the idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I once, when I was in sixth or seventh grade, I was playing... uh, Tackle football mm-hmm. with some some of my buds from the academy, mm-hmm. and I separated my shoulder. Oh, yeah, gosh. that was definitely the worst injury I've ever had. Ah. As a result, to this day, my left arm, which and I'm right-handed, my left arm is stronger than my right arm. Oh God, that's. Did they have to pop it back in? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, it was, it was horrible. God. Yeah, it was oh. very bad. It was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't play full-on <laughs> tackle football with really large I played tackle kids. football with you, remember? And you, yeah. you tackled me. You nice. tackled me so hard that I dropped <laughs> the ball. Sure finger, Simon. Where, where were we it. playing at? Um, at the Johnson Field Johnson Field, right. Johnson Field. Um, Simon, which net is most like ZocDoc? <laughs> I must have written that after getting off a subway that literally had every square inch colored in bright yellow ZocDoc advertisements. <laughs> yeah. um, what, uh, is, what is ZocDoc for those out oh, there unaware of ZocDoc? ZocDoc, and you should fill this in anything This segment brought to you by. I'm only partial. I'm not that familiar you with use ZocDoc, ZocDoc, but I've used it once. Oh, I, I'm I, a, I'm a, I religiously use ZocDoc. Hmm. I, That's I, how I found one of the worst dentists in New York City. Yeah. No, it's that's the thing I was gonna say. Like, I'm trying to think of somebody that like seems good in theory on the nets, but isn't actually good. Because like that's what Zocdoc is to like. Tim, it's it's a great service in theory. If you don't know 
you know, who the best doctor is for you, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'd like it to be, like, close to me or right. whatever. Right, oh, how convenient. He'll do it anytime they're available at all times. Right. They're a block away. Right, exactly. But, like, I also had an experience. This was fine, like, like the experience was perfectly fine, but basically I had, like, eczema, and, like, so they were just, like... <laughs> we are really bearing all today. Yeah, yeah. I don't think eczema is that embarrassing. No, but, I mean, but, it's, it's absolutely... Absolutely appalling, but uh, yeah. No, uh, no I, I mean, so anyway, yes, my horrible skin rash that is caused <laughs> by my overactive immune system. Uh, I'm too healthy. Was causing <laughs> issues. Yeah, exactly. I have to. Yeah, I, I need an illness <laughs> to distract my immune system from attacking itself. Uh, so um, seriously, cool it immune system. Uh, so. Um, but you know the, the solution for eczema is like cream. So yeah. like they were able to to figure that out pretty well, and I'll give them credit for that. But like, were I to go in there for any actual like dermatological need, I would never go there because it was quite clearly a very like scammy sort of like they were like, oh, a follow up appointment in a week. Like, wh- why? <laughs> no. Uh, how about another follow up? I went like, to a, a place that I, and I was just like, you you need to like identify who you're your primary care physician is. So I was like, all right, I'll just make these assholes my primary care physicians. I went in and it was like exclusively for heart disorders. Mm -hmm. And so I got like this insane, like all these things attached to my chest. And I had this test that I, I was like, had a cold. Yeah. Basically. And was just asking for like antibiotics. And I got this incredibly elaborate heart test. Um, And anyway, I've not not been back to my primary care physician since then. Right, right. I remember that. Yeah, they they couldn't, like, see, like, they couldn't see you as anything other than someone with a severe heart problem. Right, right. It was unthinkable. Like, you you realize this is exclusively for heart conditions. (laughs) I guess I can, you know, put a a tongue depressor on your mouth and see if you're, like, Tonsils are inflamed, but mostly I just want to give you an EKG. <laughs> right. Um, no, I, I guess I guess the closest thing I could come to, and I don't dislike this guy. I like Trevion Graham, but I do think he was a little bit of a scam in that he was supposed to be a three and D guy, and he can't shoot threes. Yeah. Although he has been playing much better, people yeah. are are changing their tune on him, especially after his one big game. Yeah. Um, I like Trevion. He's growing on me. Oh, man. I would say probably it'd be Alan Crabb again. Like, most <laughs> yeah. of this is just sort of negative associations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So, do you have any more? No. Um, <laughs> that was a great, great segment. Yeah, though. yeah. Th- thanks for being game for that. That was an unorthodox yeah, no, it was good. Idea. It was very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and it's just a long-winded way of saying the Brooklyn Nets medical staff needs to be completely overhauled. Yes, I completely uh, agree. There's, I can't imagine there's a team in the league that has as many injured players, and certainly no league in the team that has two of their top five players that are badly injured and just gone forever. Bring yeah. these people back, right? <laughs> if you, if you can't protect them from whatever <laughs> medical right. things you're doing, at least rehab them quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, on Danny Larue's NBA Tears cast mm. that he does with Matt Moore. Okay. Um, they put the net. So they come up with you know they, they like Golden State's a tear of themselves, and they're like 
teams that could conceivably win and then blah, 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 blah. They had a fantastic... Matt Moore had a... Because Danny LaRue and Nate Duncan have zero sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Um, But this guy, Matt Moore, is is kind of funny. Um, And he had a funny tier for the, the Nets tier, which I think there were other teams in it. But anyway, the Nets were in this tier that he described as the inconsequentially decent tier. <laughs> so it's not it's not as harsh as mm-hmm. I mean because they're basically talking about like what can we like the championship you know th- that's sort of the lens through which they're right. creating these tiers. Um, and so the Nets are a team that are you know like they you know like we know are probably going to make the playoffs, but there's is less than a one percent chance that we could win. Right. Um, the championship. Right. So anyway, I, I like to think yeah, of ourselves as inconsequentially decent. Mm-hmm. Um, attendance article about the block. I uh, don't know what that's about. Uh, attendance is up. I think we a talked about bit. that a little bit. A little yeah. bit by like a thousand people. And it's we still have a the pretty small stadium. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's the problem. <laughs> I think the fact that we've only had three sellouts and our attendance is still at the it seats, bottom it of the... It seats fewer than 18,000 for basketball events, yeah. which is like a pretty low number, right? Especially for a new stadium. Oh, or I don't something. know. I don't know. But I, would, I don't know. I, I don't know either. We just imagine you'd want to pack in a few more bodies than that. Mm. Um, we're not doing that great of a job. No. Which is a bummer. Um, all right. Well, I don't know that I have much else to discuss. Anything you can think of? No. Um, who are we playing Tuesday? We no, play, Monday, right? Monday we play the Celtics. Celtics yeah. Uh, in Boston. Mm. What do you think? That's an L. That's an L? Mm-hmm. I think I've got to agree with you on that. And they, But Tuesday they're back here, and we are playing... Bulls, maybe? Oh, I hope so. That's a W. Uh, The Bulls and the Cavs are playing each other today. Mm. So one of those two miserable teams is going to get another W. Um, Let's see who we're playing Tuesday. It'd be fun to know, wouldn't it? Yeah. Then we can each provide our opinion as to whether or not they are going to win that game. Yes. Um, Who, by the way, do you think is going to fill the roster spot? That has been vacated by Kenneth Fareed. Oh, good cue. Um, I have absolutely no idea. I hope it's a stretch four of some kind. Yeah, seems extremely likely. Um, all right, yeah, we do play the Bulls on Tuesday. Uh, if anyone wants cheap ticks, we have a pair for that game. We'll sell them to you for... 20 bucks a pop. Yeah, 20 is fair. Uh, they're in the mezzanine. We don't get them issued till four hours in advance, but hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> or where else could people hit us up, Psy Guy? Uh, you can act as an unofficial ticket broker <laughs> through <laughs> our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and at maybe next time at gmail.com. We- StubHub, watch your back. <laughs> Yeah, we don't charge fees on ourselves. No. So, yeah, why <laughs> do we pass along this could, this the could just be you. a platform for selling <laughs> various right. bad Nets We've tickets. We've begged for questions, now we're begging for dollars. Speaking of questions, wouldn't it be nice to get some next Yes, week? it would. I feel so bad, though, because um, 
uh, Burke505 uh, Lip Sanity. Yeah. Uh, sent all those questions. Lip we nasty. should re-up those. Lip Nasty. We should re-up those. Yeah, we'll bring them back. We didn't, we didn't get through them all. You're right. That was rude. Um, that said, we won't be rude if more people send right. questions. That's right. um, to any of those accounts, hit us up. Let us know. Rate, review, subscribe. Yes. Gotta subscribe. Gotta subscribe. Simon, where do you subscribe to podcasts? What what platform do you I like to? Stitcher. Do you No, I don't subscribe to any on yeah. Stitcher. I don't subscribe to any podcast. But, right. but including, I love including your Stitcher. including your own, right? No, I, I know. Um Stitcher I don't think ha- Stitcher has an app, does it? I don't know. I don't think it does. I'm not really hip to podcasts, to be honest. Yeah. You you can find us and subscribe, I think. On iTunes, uh, um, I use Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts. Well, I mean, it's just a, uh, it's just uh, uh, anyway. Okay, got it. Uh, um, uh, what is the one that I always forget? Spotify. Spotify. Yes, yes. Player Stitcher. FM. Yeah, Player FM. You Stitcher. name it. We're probably on there. Probably, yeah. Um, you know what? Send it, let us know what what plat what where you subscribe to your cast. I use Pocket Cast. What do you use? <laughs> um, okay, this has gone on long enough. We will go ahead and uh, see, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. She lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read